I'm excited for this one. It's just me today and I want to talk about sustainable development. It's actually an economic and political system that I think is the future. So I'm going to share some things that I've learned in a class that I'm taking about sustainable development. So let's go. You're listening to the Half Hippie Podcast with Tara Milo. I'm a half hippie, half princess, cat mom, city girl, introvert, and entrepreneur. I don't fit into a box and you don't either, but I'm committed to making the world a better place through my lifestyle and my business. I love talking about sustainability because I know that you can make a positive difference without giving up the things you love. Here on the Half Hippie Podcast, we're talking about sustainability and entrepreneurship. We'll share stories about what makes us all half hippie and what our other half does to make a positive impact in the world. Let's go. So what is sustainable development? It's a new policy framework like government and economics about how we should organize ourselves. Sustainable development essentially says that human societies should live and meet their needs without compromising the ability of future generations to live and meet their needs. This whole concept was started in 1992 at the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development at Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Back in 1992, people were talking about the environment and how essential it was to take good care of the environment. We haven't seen a lot of progress on that, and we'll get to it later. But the cool thing is that all countries agreed to sustainable development being the new policy framework. It hasn't been globally implemented, but we've all agreed to it. So that conference on environment and development was updated in 2000 and they named the Millennium Development Goals. There were eight goals around extreme poverty and hunger and education. There was a goal to eliminate HIV, AIDS, malaria, other diseases. So those eight goals were really specific and they were in effect from 2000 until 2015. And in 2015, the United Nations gathered again and created the Sustainable Development Goals. They were named and ratified by the United Nations and those are the goals that we're all supposed to be working towards today. There are 17 goals, and I want to tell you about some of them because actually, let's go through them. So the first goal is no poverty, and then we have zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, industry innovation and infrastructure, reduced inequalities, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production, climate action, life below water, life on land, peace, justice, and strong institutions, and number 17 is partnerships for the goals. What I think is cool about these goals is that they do acknowledge that we need industry, innovation, infrastructure. They acknowledge that we are 
consuming and producing things. And we need to do that responsibly. So the goals and this concept of sustainable development, even though it is a policy framework, it is acknowledging that we live in a capitalist society, but that we need to kind of rise above capitalism. And the goals span everything, right? Everything from poverty and hunger to education, gender equality is so important. And it's it's heartening to see that people are acknowledging these problems, these challenges, and making plans. So each of the goals have targets, they have actions, they have publications, people are doing research on these, people are implementing some of these, and it's a good framework. It's a really good, um, I don't know, a good collection of goals. So 17 goals. You can go to globalgoals.org to explore each goal. And we've made progress on a lot of them. Like we have made so much progress on income inequality and reducing poverty. It's actually quite staggering. I wish I had the numbers, but we have made a lot of progress on a lot of these things, especially when China industrialized and started producing a lot of uh, consumer goods, poverty in China reduced dramatically. So it is possible. Uh, we've made progress, but there's a lot more to do. For example, education, healthcare, those things are achievable goals, but they're actually not achievable for the poorest countries. So I mentioned that I'm taking this course. It's called Sustainable Development, the Post-Capitalist Order. I love the title of it so much. So the, the instructor of the course actually teaches at Columbia. His name is Dr. Jeffrey Sachs, and he's really, really smart. And he does a ton of research, and he shares all of this in this course. It's actually a free course. And what he talks about is GDP, and he kind of structures and outlays you know, GDP for some of the wealthiest countries and the poorest countries. And some of the poorest countries have a GDP, a gross domestic product, of less than $800 per year per person. I don't know. It, it was fascinating for me when, when he was talking about some of these poorest countries. I was like, Oh, there's no way. But I, I looked up, you know, the GDP of the 10 poorest countries and it was staggering to see how much money they are making and not making. So I want to touch on quality education because he talks about that a lot. Um, both education and healthcare are good examples of where a little bit of an investment can make life better for everyone. So Providing quality education for the first, like just for primary school, costs between $100 and $300 per year to educate every child in the world through primary education, not secondary, not university, just primary education. And we're not achieving that. That $160 to $300 per year for every child equates to about $400. Or, excuse me, $40 billion per year. The current world economy is generating $130 trillion per year. We can find that $40 billion if we really want to. That's $40 per person in high-income countries. If we just took that $40 per person per year 
in high income countries and sent it somehow to these lower income countries, we could educate every child in the world. It's really possible when we look at the numbers, it's possible. Especially when we have some people, some individuals earning trillions of dollars per year. They don't need all that. <laughs> they just don't. So yeah, I am talking about redistribution of wealth. And I know that goes against global capitalism. But global capitalism is not working for the majority of people. The wealthiest 1% earn more money on in interest than you will earn working your entire life. And the word earn is interesting here. Like they earn money on interest. Did they earn it? Did they do something to get that money? They just got that money. They didn't really earn it. They just got it <laughs> somehow. Um, hard work is how we're taught that we earn money. But hard work won't make you wealthier. Despite what we're told by these capitalist values, you got to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and work hard and you can be a millionaire. But there's so many more factors at play here. There's generational wealth, there's race, there's gender. All of these things dictate and influence how much money people actually make. Not how much they earn, but how much they make. And the sustainable development goals simply attempt to even the playing field so that everyone has a chance at a dignified life. So when we explore it conceptually, we are talking about more equality for everyone. These are solvable problems if we get creative. It won't ho happen overnight. No one's coming for your money. P.S. You are not the wealthy. <laughs> the wealthy that people are talking about when they talk about wealth is so much greater than you could ever even imagine. Like I said, they earn more money on interest than you will get in your life. They have so much money they could simply live off the interest and have a better life than you're having now. So no one's coming to take your money. You are not the wealthy that people are talking about when they say tax the rich. It's not about you. You are not the rich. Trust me. I know who's listening to this podcast and it's not Elon Musk. That'd be fun if he was, but he's not. And I think even he would say, yeah, I don't need all this money. This is a lot of money. And if I could donate whatever, $40 billion to educate every child on the planet, certainly he would do that. It's all about getting creative. Humans are creative and generous. These problems of the 17 goals, they just need creative solutions. Rethinking the economies, thinking about our priorities, all of that. There's something that I've noticed that is missing from the sustainable development goals, and that is accountability and enforcement. And I remember even with the, the Paris Climate Agreement, I remember that John Kerry was our ambassador. He was the one who was negotiating and, and working on the, the Paris Climate Agreement. And he made a point to change the word will to the word should. And that's a big difference. Of course, we should do better, but that doesn't require that we actually will or do better. We just should. Oh, that enraged me, as I'm sure you can imagine. Because like I said, words matter. The word earn matters. How much money you earn, you probably don't earn enough. Or maybe you're earning more than you deserve. Anyway, 
words mattered. The word should definitely mattered in this case. And it took all the teeth, all the accountability out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Back to sustainable development goals. I feel like that is also lacking some accountability and some enforcement. But the goals are good. The goals give us some actions to take that we can measure, which is important. So they are measurable and we can see progress. We can see the things that we need to do a little bit better. So this is sustainable development, these goals. And the point is so that everyone on the planet has a chance to thrive, to contribute, to have dignity so that future generations have the same access to a beautiful planet, to quality of life, to biodiversity. All of these things are important and our current system of global capitalism is infringing on their rights, the rights of future generations, not to mention the rights of people who exist now. Um, but sustainable development is the way out. We do have some real-world examples of sustainable development, and they exist in the Nordic countries in Northern Europe. You can look at, um, you can Google the SDG index that measures the sustainable development goals rankings. Like I said, they're measurable. So if you just Google SDG rankings you'll find how everybody is meeting up to the 17 global goals. And the Northern European countries, Finland, Sweden, Denmark, Germany, they're leaning into sustainable development. They are at the top of the charts for the SDG goals, and they also top the charts for GDP and for happiness. When we see those articles that are measuring happiness, it's those countries they have an equitable distribution of wealth. They still have people with excess money, but everyone is taken care of. Their basic needs are taken care of. They have dignity. They have a chance at a good quality life, and people are happy. They pay higher taxes, but they get a quality of life that we just don't see in other places. And that quality of life leads to greater happiness and maybe even generosity. Maybe they don't mind that their taxes are being used to make sure that everyone has an education, everyone has health care. They just have a better quality of life, and we can see that. We see it in the happiness scales, and they're also existing in capitalism. They're topping the charts for GDP, so they're doing something right. It's possible. We can look to them as a model, and we can make the changes to elements that we don't agree with, but we have to admit that global capitalism isn't working and we need to take steps in a new direction. And I think sustainable development is the way to go. Not only do I think that, but all countries have agreed to this being the guiding framework for the economy and for the future. Certainly some countries are probably stepping back from this at this point, but the member states of the United Nations have agreed that sustainable development is the way to go. It's possible. It's exciting. When you look at the GDP and the happiness scale and you see these countries that are at the top and how they're organized just a little bit differently, it's really exciting. So what can you do? A couple of things we can do. Check out globalgoals.org and just choose a goal that resonates with you and take action on it. There are targets and actions that are laid out for each of the goals so you can get specific and you can learn about what needs to be done and you can do it. 
You could take a course. I've learned so much from this free course that's offered by the SDG Academy. They have a lot of courses, um, but this one's called Sustainable Development, the Post-Capitalist Order. Like I said, I just love the title. It's scary. It's like, ooh, post-capitalism. What are we doing? Are we overthrowing the government? It was really fun. Um, but it's intriguing, and I wanted to know what's next, and I think this is it. It's already working. Now we just need to spread that success across the world. Okay, so that's something you could do. Take a course. They have a ton of courses. Um, it doesn't just have to be about overthrowing capitalism. <laughs> but that was a fun one for me. I, I really like it. You can join a group or you can start one at your workplace. You can research and brainstorm some things that you can do. Like I said, humans are creative. We can solve this problem. All of these are solvable problems. So let me know what you come up with. Message me on Instagram at Half Hippie Podcast. And I would really love to see some of the ideas that you have. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you learned something, maybe got fired up a little bit. As you can see, I get really fired up and excited about this only because it, it's not about, you know, marching through the streets and taking over businesses and doing that kind of stuff. These are steps that we can take. We have seen them working and we can all do it. I'm inspired by this. I hope you are too. All right, come back next week. We've got a guest who is taking action to make the world a better place. And I can't wait for you to meet them and hear what they have to say. And thank you so much for joining me. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed this. Go check out the Global Goals. Look at the SDG Index to see where your country is lining up and check out some of the things that you can do to take action on this stuff. I think you'll find yourself really inspired. So thanks again, and I'll talk to you soon.